What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Rideshare Rodeo, Uber Lyft driver and gig economy news. Sponsored by Middleton Technologies Maximo. I'm your host, SJ, and it's time to get it on. Welcome back to another week of Rideshare Rodeo. Uh, before we jump in tonight, um, I want to thank our uh, sponsors in part, Display Ride. Uh, we will get into, uh, every, you can get into everything into the show notes, but um, Display Ride is a camera with unlimited cloud storage. It is rolling um, at all times when your car is on. Uh, you can request video footage from the last three minutes at the push of a button. You can request uh, uh, audio help, and you don't have to buy the camera up front. It's $20 a month, and uh, it's $5 off with the link in the show notes if you use my link. And uh, also as well, Solo. Solo is a worker platform that is an app, and if they're in your area, you absolutely should use them. If they're not, you should be going to worksolo.com and signing up and telling them to get to your area because... Six months ago, when I interviewed the CEO, he they were only in Seattle. Now they're in Seattle, Tampa, Miami, uh, Atlanta, Nashville, and then three cities just launched, launched in Texas. And what they do is they take the apps that you use, they put them all against us, they put them all into the system. Then they say, "What hours do you do you want to work this week?" and then you would put in what how you would normally do that, even if it's multi-apping, which apps you found yourself primarily using, whatnot. And then it gives you a couple suggestions, like if you're willing to bend the time a little bit and work like instead, if you put in like, let's say 6 p.m. to 9 p.m., it might say, could you do 7 p.m. to 10 p.m.? And whatever the suggestions are, we'll have different totals. But whatever, they give you like three different options and the totals will come out to, let's say your average hourly is 25 an hour. They guarantee to be higher. And if so, I know of people who, let's say it's 25 an hour, we're told by the app you can make 37 an hour if you work these times or if you work these apps on these time slots. And if you do that and you don't make that amount, Solo covers the difference in a, in a check at the end of the week. Um, it's a pretty big deal. They're a very logistical company. And of course, of course, we have a. Uh, Mr. Middleton and his apps of wonder. Uh, Middleton Technologies does both the DUH, the driver utility helper, and uh, as well as Maximo. And the, the DUH covers DoorDash and allows you all thousands of filtering requests. You can tweak it out to your needs, distance, pay, uh, what, you're, what you are and aren't willing to do. And then beyond there, there's a thousand tweaks beyond it. Same kind of setup with Maximo. But Maximo does Uber, Lyft, Grubhub, and Uber Eats. So you get the other food platforms, but you also get rideshare out of Maximo. And uh, 
The DUH is $99.99 a year. Maximo is a 14-day free trial and is uh, $4.99 a month or $49.99 a year. So uh, definitely things worth checking into. So as you guys know, I'm uh, doing the co-host weeks, and uh, I'm very lucky to have uh, somebody that I, I actually have had on other live streams and stuff. So I felt good about this because he was nice enough to be able to not only on a holiday, but also at the last minute drop in because of a scheduling conflict I had with another guest. Um, we had different uh, dates on the calendar and instead um, this works out well because it was somebody I wanted to have down the line anyway, uh, Mr. Bud Soda. So uh, Bud Soda, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Steve. I appreciate, I appreciate it. Um, being it's Memorial Day, I want to thank the sacrifices that those who went over and have fallen never got to come back have made so we can do what we do and enjoy this beautiful weekend we've had. Um, <clears throat> thank you for having me as a guest. I really appreciate it. Uh, for those of you that don't know me, I also have a YouTube channel. It's B-U-D-S-O-D-A, Bud Soda on YouTube. You're, go free to check me out. I have a uh, couple tips videos. And you go watch me being a clown on um, several platforms. <laughs> I, you might get some amusement out of my struggles. But um, I, I really appreciate the guest spot. And it, it's an honor to be here. Thank you. It's, it's not even a guest spot. You've guessed it, you've guessed it on things I've done before and, and been on streams. This is the coat. I've never done this until I just did it with Lou and Mary. This is a new thing I'm doing for like three months. After two years of the podcast, I've never done co. You're co-hosting with me tonight. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, we'll <laughs> this see is, how, this is how last I'm minute it was, guys. We're just still putting together the the logistics. But um, so yeah, all of Bud Soda's information will be in the show notes. Uh, or no matter what platform you're listening on, Amazon, Spotify, uh, Google po- Podcast, Apple, doesn't matter. All of them, same show notes. You'll find all of his info in there. And you'll be able to link to his YouTube channel. And one thing for sure, when you get there, um, if you find uh, one of the vi- videos interests you guys, or it's it's a topic you like, and you have a question, I I mean I shouldn't I should ask Bud Soda this, but I feel like I know him well enough to know that if you if you ask him a question, he'll probably answer it for you. <laughs> oh yeah, I love so, interacting with my community. Yeah, exactly. So he's he's good people. He'll do that. So if you have a question, leave it, and uh, you know. Find a video or two, like it, and if you if you like what he's doing, uh, give it a subscribe. So, um, again, thank you for coming. So, let's I guess let's start off a little bit by what apps, what market you're in, and what apps you do work. I'm in uh, Watertown, Fort Drum, New York area. That's my market. Um, they made my zone. They recently expanded again, so my zone's like over thirty miles across now. <laughs> it's giant. Um, I've yet to really get many going where the newly expanded area is. I imagine a few months down the line, it'll be a little busier that way. Um, I do DoorDash, Grubhub, Instacart. Um, I'm on the wait list for Curry. I have shipped, but that is not in my market. I have to go to market south of me. And I also have, um, Roadie and I'm on, I'm on Spark. Spark, DoorDash, and Grubhub are my three most main ones. 
and I keep Instacart running in the background for the most part. So I know you go to, I know you have Instacart as a go-to and I know actually you're one of the people that it works for. <laughs> Maybe yeah, he was being a little I, careful saying that around me. As as you all know, I'm not a fan, <laughs> but I have had fans on before on the podcast. In fact, I've had people straight up argue me that it's just like any other app. It could be in the market. It could, and I said, yeah, just overall, it's just not good. But that's just my opinion. I, I don't know. I really think the thing with Instacart is is that you get all the trash thrown in your face, and. Yeah. It's sickening to see that versus DoorDash or whatever other apps. It's decline, move on. It's not in your face constantly. And you're not seeing every single available order that is garbage. You're like DoorDash, Uber, et cetera. You're at least seeing some good offers. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like decline five offers. You see one good one or something like that or, or one decent one. That's not insulting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, I mean... um, I, I really encourage you guys to experiment and I really think that's the way to go. I mean, I want to go back down and work shipped because Steve here says it works great for him. Oh yeah. So I'd really like to get that experience because um, it's, it's more of a long-term putting in the work kind of app because the whole point of it is you want to be someone's preferred shopper who gives you good tips and you have good interactions with them versus Instacart here, you're rolling the dice, whether you're going to get a decent customer or a bad customer, just because right. every, every order that looks good is not always good because it could be a triple batch with a Karen attached. <laughs> and I See, and that's, and that's, and that's, that's, <laughs> that's what I really think of Instacart is even if it's not triple batch, just doubled, even they always take a, a and they don't even have great, but they take a decent order and they smash it with an awful one. So you think you're like doing half decent, <laughs> but really, you know, it's like, this is junk. When you look at the whole big picture, it's junk. I just wanted that. I don't want this. Well, like the last triple I did, the first order was like eight units of Sam's club. It's a wholesale, wholesale club order. So eight units, the first order, simple. Order B was like just below 30. I think it was like 28 units or something. And the last one was 60 units. It was the biggest one. But when I dropped them all off, ends up being the one with 30 units had the uh, bigger tip on it. And the person with the biggest order only tipped 10%. Um, like it wasn't so bad at first. And then like you could tell when someone else is talking in a chat because they changed their demeanor. And then all of a sudden, no communication, and they just, I don't know if any of you guys work Instacart would know, like, they'll say, no, I don't want this, I want that, or I want a refund on this, or get that, or get this other thing they don't have, and, you know, the whole point is you're chatting with them and showing them what is available in the store, you're taking pictures, but moving on from that, um, I'd really like to give a shout out to one of your sponsors, is Gary Milton's apps. If you guys do DoorDash, um, Uber, Lyft, Grubhub, um, and you're not on Maximo and DOH, you really need to at least try the free version of the and the 14-day free trial of Maximo. You will not regret it. Like It is so worth the money. I paid for the yearly subscription up front, 
And if you want, you can do, say, the trial or the month to start with. And if you don't like it, fine, move on. But yeah, that's like, a good, that's that is that one thing. That, that's that's one thing I forget to always say. Two things that you just reminded me of that I forget to say about Gary's apps. Because one, he tells me to just focus on Maximo. So I'm not. He's almost like you don't. Please don't even do DUH. You don't need to. But I do it <laughs> as just whatever. I'm gonna do it anyway because it's Gary. But it's funny because I don't ever. I forget to tell people there's a free version of Duh. I always forget that there's a that you could be run. I know you really don't get everything you need. Um, yeah, you, know, you don't. But, you don't get auto decline, which is huge. Um, that's like yeah, a main that's feature, that's the biggest know? part of it. But you can filter to auto accept the bigger ones. Let's say DoorDash is your only app, and you're you only do this part time, and you have that W two. So that would be a great option for you to maybe just quickly snag a good order and maybe you're driving down the road to where your preferred location is and a decent order comes in, boom, you can snag it without having to be distracted by your phone or having to pull over, you know? Yeah. Oh, I agree. I, th- I think the, I, I, if, unless you're making bank and by bank, I mean bank and you're not even at all stressed about how any given day goes working these apps. I would suggest to use Gary's apps. I mean, if you're making bank and you just don't need it, different story, but there's very few of us out there doing that without the assistance of some type of app. There's very few people who are just, their market's still just absolutely crushing it. They're undersaturated. I mean, it's, it's like a fairy tale, you know, it doesn't really. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, even my market is super heavily oversaturated. I think uh, the gig companies let a ton of people in or on whatever way you want to put it because these raising gas prices, they anticipated it and oh, they just they, seemed to flood they, they the market. Never, they never stop anyway. My listeners know all this. My listeners work all the apps. They know this. They know there is never ending. Every day they'll onboard whoever asks. Like we got a bunch of new people around here. I seen and like, I don't know. I'll just kind of throw on numbers out my butt the other day, but really like, it seems like, they let on 30 new people when they should allow on three, you know, <laughs> I think are you, they let on like way, way more than they should. Is, is Waterton like a, uh, does it have any reason that's like a, or near it? That's a summer location, like no, a big summer um, thing because like, up, like upstate, base. upstate New York though. Like, uh, you know, John Wilkerson, um, drive upstate, yeah. I think is his handle. Yep. Okay. Like he lives okay, near, now. um, Oh, uh, what is what is the horse race track up there? Saratoga. A, it, what is it? Saratoga. Yeah, Saratoga. I know where that is. That's, that's right. So when that opens up for the summer, he actually has a better summer. Everybody always talks about summer dying. It depends where you live, man. Like hit for him, summer's better. Cause there's a ton of people up there needing to go around, needing trips, needing things. Well, like we have Sackets Harbor that's part of my zone. Uh, that's a tourist attraction. Um, I delivered to what the old barracks were in the War of right. 1812. And they built some newer buildings down there, too. And they renovated all the rest, obviously. The beautiful area down there, you get to see this big, gorgeous view of Lake Ontario. And I'm not I'm not afraid of miles. So I get a lot of good paying orders to just go over there and see the sights a bit. And um, 
I shouldn't say lots. I mean, the number of orders I used to get, like, I used to be able to just easily pair orders on any app I had and get them to go the same direction. Now it's a struggle just to get one going wherever I want, you know? It used to be a lot lot easier. The only golden goose left is pretty much the military base, so... And even that's getting oversaturated. Right. And that's a big port. That's a huge portion of your business, right? That's yeah. That it. I mean, right that's... now there's, um, I know a battalion left. So that's a struggle for us when, um, when they, don't they, don't, they bring months, new, don't they bring new ones in? Yeah, but when a whole battalion leaves, like, well, it's not like that entire, entire battalion, but it's like 90% of the battalion is gone. And okay. that's like over a thousand troops minimal. Sometimes it's like 1,500 to 2,000, depending on the size of the battalion. So, wow. like, they went on a training exercise to Louisiana. They went down there and they were gone for like a couple months. It was incredibly slow. It was January, February, or December, January. They did that. They were gone over Christmas and New Year's. Those guys were on a training exercise and couldn't be on leave for the holidays, so that must have sucked for them. But they came back like the beginning of February, and all of a sudden, I was like crushing it. I was like super busy, and like now that that amount of people left again, it's 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 just struggle again. So like I, I I'm heavily dependent on mostly how many um men are in the barracks. How many men and women are the barracks? I, I would com- I would compare it to like uh you know I'm from Lansing, East Lansing, Michigan. East Lansing, Michigan has a population of like, well now it's more, but let's let's say back in the day that it was like 150 thousand, right? But Michigan State campus whole, has a hundred thousand students. <laughs> so when that campus goes away for the summer, you just lost a hundred. 100,000 out of 250,000 and the people who would use these the most. And so it's just, I mean, it's, it's not even like it dies off. It's dead within a day. My old rural market has a lot of colleges and yeah, you lose orders going to the colleges, but there wasn't many that were great to begin with. I mean, Maybe not great for tips, but great for business. It was keeping the Mm -hmm. restaurants going and staffing going and things just helping. But at the same time, um, my competition, the competition leaves. There's a lot of drivers who are on the road who do DoorDash and Instacart and Uber, like Uber, Uber rideshare is a thing up there. Not the actual, they don't have the eats. They don't have the food delivery up there. Right. (sighs) Yeah. Um, yeah, so I didn't I heard you not even mention Uber Eats in your in your like I know that you're on it, but I mean in your arsenal of no, like your your oh you're not even on it. No, uh we discussed that in the past. Okay, um, yeah, maybe I forgot. I, I thought you just weren't listening because like a lot of people I talked to, it's just I thought it was just another market it was dead in. Like some people um, don't list it to me and they're on it, but they just you can't do anything with it. I talked to the other rideshare, the other, not rideshare, but I talked to the other drivers here. And the way a lot of them do it is they do both rideshare and Uber Eats. But you, it's like Grubhub. It's more of a add on versus you could work it as your main app. 
And really, it's hard to even work DoorDash as your main app right now. You need to bring everyone in for the help you can get. Um, my market's just really, really oversaturated right now. That's why I've been a little down in the dumps. I haven't been a, like I haven't been around a lot for the last but I, month. But I feel like when that happens, when especially like when it happens in a batch like that, like when you're like, wow, they just onboarded way too many. Not the normal onboarding where you can just tell like something just flawed. There was a flaw in the system. I feel like you also have that many die off about not too long later because they came in. It's oversaturated. Even if they're trying to throw them orders, there aren't enough. And they're going, oh, yeah. This what is this? This is not working. What like I have a late night um I have a lot of late night uh peak pays lately and they're they're actually very good. Yeah, it's very busy right now, for example. So like I got a two dollar peak pay, I believe. A two dollar, three dollars, and a two fifty. And they do peak pays until basically Breakfast would reopen, and then for breakfast, there's another one and two dollar PK. Yeah, <laughs> so like it's not hard to make money right now. Well, um, like if you just work those certain shifts, the problem is, is like I can't go wild like I used to and work 18 hours a day and make five, six hundred dollars, you know. <laughs> Right. Well, I think there's a, you know, there's a lot of timing playing out though here too. You're talking, I know you might not be there yet. In fact, I'm sure you're not. However, preparations are being made. Like my son just ended school last week. So you, you're just starting to get, this is, I always think of mid May to like just after this holiday weekend is kind of people finding their bearings for summer. They got kids at home more. They got, you know, they're like making more meals. They're trying to figure out what's going to happen here. And, you know, I, I don't know. I've always seen this as even when I was doing ride shares, this was just a time when your norm, like not airport runs or anything like that, but your normal average downtown traffic, your daily traffic would go down. People are just kind of, they're trying to save a few bucks. They know that their kids are going to be home every day. <laughs> three months you know it's it's like they start bearing down a bit especially given the situation that that we're in here and we won't get political but i mean it's if if you're missing the fact that we're dealing with monster inflation and stuff it doesn't that doesn't even need to get political you just haven't uh been outside lately i guess <laughs> yeah just the lack of the lack of stuff on the shelves is absolutely crazy like oh yeah i you know uh, not to get too political, but there's zero reason we can't get some from fellow North American neighbors oh, and yeah. Europe and whatever the West, basically, and they the, have plenty. The supply, but, can, but the supply chain issue is bigger than people think. Too, we've I've talked about yeah. this a few times on here. It's not just the like what we used to talk about, what I used to, your average article in the paper that says supply chain issues. If you've noticed, those have kind of gone away because it's become so bad that they really aren't even writing on it. Like the supply chain has gotten out of hand, but then you have the trucking situation, which is, I mean, oh. these we, we do not have anywhere near enough truckers. And we have a bunch of broken promises of, of, uh, of semis that can drive themselves, autonomous semis. And all of these truckers who are going to be involved or have, have been promised that with autonomous semis, they're going to be trained to be 
the overseer controller from a control center and make twice as much as they ever made. So you're going to, you're going to have aut- autonomous trucks out there at five times the, the value of a normal truck, but you're going to have a guy who's going to be now paid twice what he was to not be on the road and be in a control center. First of all, I don't, I don't buy that for a second, not for a second. And if there was, it would be like one guy to that, to that control room per 20 trucks or something. It's going to be a problem, a logistical nightmare. There's, it's going to be, it's going to be what happened to the cab drivers. If it ever came to that, we're luckily we're nowhere near it. Um, everything is a joke and with autonomous at this point. And I'm, I mean, I'm glad they're doing the testing. Um, I wish they would quit doing it live. In fact, I think that's a good time for us to, to take a quick break and watch a video um, that, I'm going to leave our vocals on so the podcast people hear it. But what we're going to be watching is <laughs> it's a three-minute video of a cruise autonomous vehicle in San Francisco that is trying very hard to evade police. <laughs> so bear with us. And <laughs> we'll come back and talk about some autonomous here. But, uh, yeah, it's... <laughs> he's <laughs> He's looking in there for a driver. <laughs> Here it goes. <laughs> <laughs> listen to the listen to the people at night drinking and laughing. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> There's nobody in there. He's like, pull over. <laughs> 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 This, this is why it's going to be a long time before like food delivery and ride right. share will be autonomous <laughs> because what you, what you, what the audio podcasters aren't seeing is that uh, when they, when the officer approached the car, it took off through an intersection even. So if there had there been a kid on a bike, whatever, that kid was going to get mauled. Yeah. Cause it didn't like I, carefully accelerate out. It gunned it through that intersection. So, so, my only guess is it's thinking someone's trying to steal it, but yeah, but like I can't distinguish the difference between officer and and a criminal. Well, I mean, <laughs> the well, programming I mean, went haywire, basically. But then it might stop at every security guard, or I don't. I mean, again, it's just it's stupid because the the lidar on top doesn't even operate in snow; it'll stop. Yeah, so, that would be a but, big problem but, but, here. You know, it's it's funny because nobody got hurt, but it's not funny because that thing in the day in San Francisco that would have hurt somebody, almost guarantee it. There, there, there's been a lot of actual instances where, oh yeah, these autonomous cars, like the photographers, go out in front of them and take a picture of them in action, and like some of them do and don't have the technology to recognize what pedestrians are versus cars, and these people got mowed over. And even the ones where I think there was an incident where the ones that were supposed to recognize pedestrian, it still mowed them down. I, I love how right there, the two cops were behind the car talking about what to do. Like, like it would hear them. <laughs> yeah, like, what, what do you want to do? I don't know, man. Like they could have just done that at the window. And first of all, why are these things not have like, why do the officers not have some kind of fob on this thing? If it's going to be on the streets, that just shuts it down. 
that's also a danger of these is that like they should have a cruise um, button that's like their emergency dispatch where if they hit it any car within a half a mile radius of their car stops be kind of like a bait car well like <laughs> yeah but no but i mean like in every cruise that's tied to every officer you yeah. know what i'm saying that, that, that that's also the thing i don't like about automation is 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 if it came down to that like here um an officer of the law an officer of the government has the ability just to shut your ride down because you didn't pay a parking ticket or something, <laughs> you know, yeah. something like that. So I, I find that actually pretty scary that they would have Very that scary. kind of power. And I know not to be too political, but there are some revenue hungry cities out there that would do something like that. We just looked at <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, the fact that San Francisco's had multiple issues like this too, you can only imagine the like. If I was a police officer, I would be asking my sergeant if it's okay to blow out the tires. <laughs> like, you know, I would I would want to take out the tires and tell tell uh, crews to come pick up their junk out of the road. So I wonder what the automated system does in the case of a flat. I I, I really don't know. Like, would it automatically pull over and? go into our rescue mode basically like where they were supposed to get towed (laughs) what is what is even if there's a people are like there's cameras inside okay well at night what if the interior light burns out and somebody takes uh somebody uh pisses themselves or doesn't doesn't wake up when they get to where they're going and are passed out hard from drinking and you can't move them like then what you know I mean, just there's as a rideshare driver, I just know all the realities of like, dude, what are you going to do about this, this, this? I could go down like forever of things that I just don't know how you solve that. Like, you need a person to do that. The car's not going to have an angle that like lifts one side of the seat and just drops you out the door. <laughs> like, like the Jetsons, you know? <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, oh, man. You know, but I mean, but honestly, what do you do about that? What do you do if somebody pukes four times? And, and people have said, well, they'll have a camera. I'm like, okay, well, at night, without a driver, people are going to puke. I can't tell you the amount of people that had I not, like, turned on my my uh, uh, my uh, dash cam to let them know it was recording, because I always had it off. But if I had to, I could push it and it would come on so they knew. That would usually hold people's gag reflex, even if they were, like, they'd, like, roll, crack the window hold it together and that's because i didn't even try and get them in the car but if i ever did that happen they don't have a driver in there they're gonna be like well you know they're not gonna care that there's a camera going they're just gonna puke all over then what now you're gonna go now the car is done for the night it can't work anymore oh heck it probably try to keep working and people well if if there there is a camera (laughs) and i would assume there is but if there is a camera and they saw somebody puking they're not gonna i mean if you've ever smelled somebody puking in a car the after the fact, as a rideshare driver, dude, it's only happened to me twice, but my night's over when that happens. Yeah, if it's dark or something and someone pukes, like, even the camera's not going to catch everything. If they're, like, huddled in the corner of the car and yeah. they puke all over themselves in the seat, like, the camera ain't going to catch that. Right, or people like, taking long rides. What if people are, like... I want to go up like from San Francisco, for example. They're like, I want to take the coastal scenic highway from San Francisco. I want to take highway one to Santa Cruz. 
you can get from San Francisco to Santa Cruz on the 101 in like 45 minutes, but on the one, it takes about two hours. So if you did that, what if like two people are making a porn in the back? (laughs) (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) This is just unlimited dude. The problems. You know, they could yeah. be on scenic highway thinking this is great. They're on their honeymoon, having sex the whole time, the whole way down, like looking over the cliffs at the ocean and they're not having to drive. Yeah. And... M- meanwhile, some per from the rideshare company is watching. Even with the camera it's... on, like even if even if like, you know, imagine the type of people who are like, well, at least block the camera if we're going to do it. And the, you know, there's the other couples who are like, don't block the camera. Like it's just everything, everything and everything is going to happen in these cars. They're not even, even they're not ready to be out. If they were working, they're not working, but even when they are, this is not going to work. It's, you can't, I can, these are all real problems that I'm describing. People take 45 minute rides in cars. And during that time, a lot can happen. If, you know, if they're not like, if, if, what if the person gets a call and just lost a ton of money on a stock deal, he's going to start kicking one of the seats till it like comes off the hinge because there's nobody in there with him. You know, if there's a driver, it's at least going to keep him in check. <laughs> yeah. It's like either you get, in, you get behave or I'm going to pull over and we're going to, you're going to be out here. He's left on the side of the road because you can't behave yourself. Right or or gang or gangsters rolling dice in the back seat, you know, just <laughs> like a, a place to gamble. But also, like, what about like you know the person who just uh like when they used to have that uh Uber uh whatever it was that you were comfort not comfort but where you could uh, have things delivered in the Bay Area, and it turned into all these shoes with that were stuffed with cocaine and heroin being shipped all over yep. the Bay Area. And then they're like, we better shut this down. Well, what do you see autonomous being? People could just say, oh, yeah, you're just taking this piece of luggage to my sister up in Oakland. Like, <laughs> I mean, all of a sudden, these things are like running deals, doing this, that, the other. Like, I just see them as just yeah. like horse. They drive the, they drive the exact speed limit, and they're not supposed to make mistakes. So the cop wouldn't have probable cause pulling them over or how would you pull them over? You just saw the video. Like you can't yeah. pull them over the car. Yeah. The car would just like start freaking out and think someone's trying to steal it. <laughs> which, which, which see, I'm glad you said that, which leads me to, and us to know the fact that it has evade technology. Why does it have evade technology? <laughs> like, couldn't it just go lockdown and like alarm? If it was worried, why does it have to run a red light? and take off from two officers <laughs> one would think but like i mean my only guess at that is that um people basically ignore car alarms all day long because it's just a normal background noise that got yeah. normalized in the 90s so here it is 30 years later no one's got to pay attention to a car going wild talking its horn but look at all the people, all the people on the street are like, you know, and everybody on the streets laughing at it. You hear that? You can just yeah, tell yeah. that you can just tell that that's the situation in San Francisco because they don't run them twenty four seven. They only run them in certain areas. That must be like the crowd of people who go out to those bars on in that area, and they're used to that. They're like, oh, there goes another one. They're just laughing at it. You know, it's like 
they're already used to these things not working, breaking laws. Like my guess is you probably if you went to that to that kind of neighborhood, you were at a bar and you're like, how often do you see those? And they were like, oh, they're out here all the time. That most likely, if you were like, hey, do you ever use them? They're like, no, dude, those things are. My guess is people who have seen them in operation are like, uh-uh, we don't go near those. So I wonder, like, would you have to press a button to opt out of it to not get the automated car? Or <laughs> I'm so confused on that. Yeah, I don't, I don't I'm with you on the police thing. I don't know how they don't have a system, you know, like uh, uh, some kind of RF reader or something that shuts the car down. At least until somebody, at least until somebody at the service center or in the control center of crews communicates with them and says, Oh, sorry, I've got control of this car. And then if it if it does anything, you know, it's it's like you better be turning it off. But until they have communication with somebody in a control center that's watching the screen and has control over that autonomous car, there's nothing what that car can't do. I mean, that we don't even know what they obviously they programmed evade. And if you saw the light does turn green, but in that video, when he gets into it, he's halfway through, it's red. That light was red, and as he got through it, it turned green, like the timing. But like he ran that yep. light, and if you watch autonomous car commercials, they pull away from the cur- curb real slow. This had two cops walking on it, and gunned it. <laughs> you know, it's like, what are you doing? You know, I don't know. It's a uh, again. I just I point. I like pointing these things out once in a while. I like showing the videos. I like talking about this because I like people to know that. And I know a lot of my listeners here. We talk about it a lot. It's nowhere close, but I just like listeners to know that because if this is what is the closest thing to a working model that we have, (laughs) that didn't even have passengers in it. It was just out testing the roads a little and it couldn't even, I mean, we saw it just was a fail across the board. Like California wants to be full electric in five years and their grid can handle it now. And they want to go autonomous after that. And it's like, we're nowhere. Yeah. No, we're yeah. decades away from it. <laughs> Absol- absolutely, dude. If even, um, yeah, I'm starting to wonder like how fully autonomous, if fully, fully, fully autonomous even ever happens. I mean, like by that, I mean in the next hundred years, even, I just don't know. I mean, I know that things move quick and people, a lot of people would question me, but you know, every time there's been a date and I've been doing this podcast or the website and it's been 2020, full autonomous 2021, I, I've always been the one saying, nope, and you can count, you can mark my word on that. We're not, it's not going to happen. Uh, but, okay, moving on here a little bit. So the, the uh, I have a thing here saying, are, are, you, are you being the best you? And by this, I mean, like, for me, uh, gig work, meshes with my other freelance work of which there hasn't been much lately because of even with the pandemic being over it's just coming back slow so it is coming back but i i haven't minded being full-time gig that's been fine and i've been since 2014 i've been doing rideshare tons of it so i know how to work this and how to get through the tough times and how to have a couple other things that i do and whatnot but if it's not for you full-time or, you know, is a W-2 for you full-time? Or is the hybrid model for you full-time? Um, 
I know it's to each his own and your market to your own, but if you've like kind of had it with your boss and you've heard things about the gig economy and you're about to get into it and you're wondering about all this, I don't know, Bud Soto, what do you, what do you got for pros and cons? So like the pros of gig work is if you do oversleep and you don't wake up till 10 o'clock or you're not a good morning person like me, you don't have to worry about it. However, you might lose your scheduled spot, but there's always other apps you can just turn on and try to get on the scheduled ones later. And um, the cons of it is, like, if you do miss the peak times and you don't go out at the right times or the right days, you can really kind of put yourself in a bad situation because you won't make very good money. Like, you got to know the days in your market that hit. You got to know when your biggest employers like the other, you know, the big W2s, you got to know when they get paid because that's the days you want to work because people, you know, they'll have a paycheck. They'll be ordering their groceries. They'll be ordering food delivery that night. And, you know, for those couple of days, you got to know when the big events are and you really got to dedicate yourself. However, on the flip side, that freedom and flexibility bit is you got a doctor's appointment on a Wednesday. Go. I mean, you don't have to worry about asking your boss. Oh, well, we have or anything. You have anything yeah. on a Wednesday. Yeah, exactly. My point is, um, is like insurance through an employer is nice, but there's ways you can get them through um, these apps that they do a discounted rate, and I really feel like that's gonna go away anyway. I I really feel that health insurance is an imploding thing. I really feel it's going to have to go to a free market thing. If not, it's going to be more of a central thing, um, which I wouldn't like. That would be bad for us because innovation would basically stop. Uh, W2 hybrid. I really like that. If you're just getting into it, especially Um, anyone on Facebook, that's like on the edge. I see on these groups. uh, I, I tell them like, Hey, you know, find out what the app, what the popular apps in your area are, learn all of them. Even if you do one once a week, once a month, you want it in your back pocket. So that way you can just go work it if you need to. And if not, like if your job is starting to go sour and for some reason, W2 still think that with the great resignation, they can just treat workers however they please. <laughs> You're sick of that. Just you can do gig economy work. But however, as we discussed earlier, it's getting very, very oversaturated. Um. So yeah. I here's a couple I would, thoughts I have on this: is that you, if you know, again, I, I don't like to say that there's a lot of markets, but there are some markets where. Maybe it's just not possible, at least for what you got. But I mean, really small, really small markets. But um, whatever the whatever the reason is, if you if you if you if you can take all the gig apps that you could get on, and you know, again, I, I don't call it a try. If you try for a day or three days or a week and say I can't make this work, like any job, if you're not putting in two, three, four weeks at least. To see what, because because you might be doing everything wrong the first week, you know. 
And again, it's just you, a lot of it's market to market, trial and error, common sense. But there are some things you can look up, like on Bud Soda's channel, he was saying, you know, he has some ideas. I don't like the term tips and tricks because it's got turned into such a nasty thing. But um, sure. but on Bud Soda's channel and other channels, people do have sound advice that can be applicable to all markets. Like, you know, if you're if you're if you're seeing just these, don't just move on. You know, things that you might you can come your common sense is saying, I get that I don't have to take it, but what's happening? And by watching those, you might find out, oh, I see what's happening, but it's fine to just keep dodging them, whatever, those kind of things. But here's one thing I see is that if you really try gig work for a month, that's a good assessment of how how you're it, it might not be you might be able to make a lot more, but you might be coming on at a bad time. You might be able to make you might be making a ton and be you're going to make a lot less or just some less. But if you're somewhat in the zone after a month and you're feeling like, okay, and even if you're working only one or two apps, but there's 10 available. So, you know, there's others to go to if you need to. That's what can tell you that gig work can work in your area. And the on the versus side, the W2, I know that we're all seeing a working shortage everywhere. And I mean, everywhere. I've talked about this, that, you know, the, we have you know, 50 Walgreens in Denver, and but like only eight of them are 24 hour pharmacies. Well, one of those are, is right by me on a major street. And it's, I mean, I was there on a Saturday at 5 PM and there was a Sharpie written note saying we are closed that now that store normally has three people in the pharmacy, 24 hours, at least two in the pharmacy, 24 hours, but usually three, maybe even four. And then the store usually has about eight to 10 people. They didn't have one person in the store or pharmacy. They were both closed. No holiday. This is like two weeks ago. And it's just, it goes to show like even at the mom and pop type restaurants and stuff, this same thing going on. So I am all for anybody. Like if you've ever thought you wanted to up your game a little bit in the W2 world, like let's say that you're, you know, I don't, let's say you've been doing, uh, um, Photoshop imaging for a, uh, for a marketing company, but you've wanted to bump up the ladder and get more, get more pay and better learning and stuff, but you've quit that job, but you, you remember doing it. Well, if, if you quit because you never saw any advancement beyond just doing the Photoshop editing, now might be a time to go back to that industry or to an industry that you just even love and have no training in and apply for a job. Cause you might find that you get it, but with that comes look out because there's a lot of ag- angry people in this economy right now that because no places have enough people because everybody is so understaffed, everybody's a little living. And remember the first and foremost thing that should come to you is, uh, or the two things, flexibility is gone. But my bigger thing is you now have a boss again, and there is no telling how you and that boss will get along. <laughs> I mean, you have no idea that could change the entire dynamic of what job you took. You could be on cloud nine after an interview and think this is this job's sweet. It's going to be awesome. And you get in there and three days later, you're like, if I have to go back there again, something's going to happen. <laughs> like, well, and I, I, I just, you know, so I, those are two night and day differences. The one, so the advantage of the gig work, it's on your time. And like Bud Soto was saying, I used to, you know, I do, obviously the flex time is huge to me, but I actually got to a point where I have a calendar on my wall and I schedule myself. I I say I'm working here. I'm working here. 
because I have my son too. So I like to know. And then if I need to work more or if I make enough money in a certain time, I can be done or I can keep working. But I actually make a schedule that, yes, I can bend it when I need to. I can adjust it on the fly. I could adjust it while I'm working. Uh, what I scheduled myself as a six-hour shift, three hours in, my son needs something. And right then and there, I can stop whatever I'm doing and go right to him. So that's great. W2, you're getting into a whole new dynamic, but you might be able to up your game in what is, is possible because people are willing to train who in the past have not been willing to train for certain things. Um, but the W2 hybrid gives me serious pause because part of me thinks it's a good thing that maybe you take on a day or two, but that's not going to get you any benefits. And what it is going to do is cause a problem with your gig work like we were just saying like what if like bud soda said there's an event in town but you're working every monday tuesday at this w2 job and you're going to miss this event that might bring you three hundred dollars three hundred fifty dollars in seven hours but instead you're stuck into this job that you you ask your boss hey can i get this day off no of course not we don't have any people but not only that you're gonna i swear if you take a job two days a week you are going to find yourself, at least right now, you're going to find yourself filling in for people who aren't showing up, people they don't even have hired. So it's not like the old days of like, you know, like me being in the bars and stuff and somebody saying, hey, can you cover my bartending shift on Saturday? I'm on at nine. I got something going on. I say, sure. It's a boss coming to you and going, hey, I uh, just added you to the schedule Saturday at nine. Hope you're cool with that. That's kind of the environment right now. And it's like, I'm not cool with that. That's why I work Mondays and Tuesdays. So a lot of I had a W two where they would schedule me at multiple uh, different locations throughout the week. Like I wouldn't yeah. even be just called in, and then I get you know I I I have five or six shifts scheduled out already. I'd have like um, three or four full shifts and two or three partial shifts, and then it usually ends up. I get called early the next morning. Hey, uh, so-and-so called out sick. Uh, can you go open the store? And I know you're working the clothes. Um, we'll try to get someone in for a few hours so you can go have a two, three hour break. And that would never happen most of the time. So, you know, yeah. it's, I, I basically work open to close and get two 30 minute breaks if I was lucky. Um, so, I mean, there's that, there's that risk. Um, at the same time is, you can benefit from that, but at the same time, like you said, you're you're missing out on some of the better hours you could be working the gig apps or some of the better days when there's an event or something. Uh, you're going to be stuck at that W two, and I'm not just talking restaurant. I'm just you know oh, yeah. retail. Yeah, there, yeah. Let's, there, let's say retail. A lot of you, you could find out that a daytime event is happening in your area. We could make four hundred dollars, but you're going to make instead make after taxes sixty five. At your retail job. Yeah. But there's nothing. I mean, your boss isn't going to give it to you off. You can't do it. And my guess is that's the kind of thing that if I was in that mindset and I'm having that W-2 job, I'm walking away after taxes with $58, $62. I'm going to be like, well, then I quit because I'm going to do my gig work. So, like, you got, you got to have a different mentality about it, too, is a lot of people don't have – it's – my opinion is on it. You have to have a hustle and a business mindset. And a lot of people don't have one or the other or neither. And they treat it like a normal W2. And if you do that, you will fail. 
it's yeah. uh it's definitely not for you maybe you can do it maybe you can just do what a lot of gig tubers call it stashes of convenience and you yeah. can just hop on when it, the zone's pink at dinner hour and make okay money you know you're, you're getting an extra hundred dollars a week but yeah. <laughs> otherwise a lot of people don't understand how to work these apps and make the money they need to they don't make sound business decisions i mean they don't have good customer service skills if you don't have the customer service skills yeah you don't make money with customer service but it comes back to you in the long run and but maybe to, on the to apps, be honest neither do a lot of the apps <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean but you, you, you... you can make you can make the experience so much better i've had a lot of Instacart shopping orders because that is a more full service, more personal job yeah. where they felt I was of exemplary service and they upped my tip. Like, But um, then you get the ones who don't respond to you when you need them to. Yep. And you're so in it, the it, store it, and you're like, dude, I'm serious. Get back to me. What's up? Come on. It's, <laughs> you know, it's you're a give being and nice take. About it, but... <laughs> and if a choice is seems obvious to me and they're non-responsive i make the choice for them um if it's a little less obvious but i still have a gut feeling about it i still make the decision for them so i don't lose my tip because it's mostly percentage based on those apps on um, shopping apps i know uber shopping pays like you have to get everything now or you get you you also get knocked down so um you have to be careful there too if you if you do just like a walgreens order or CVS on uh, Uber Eats. Um, so it, it really, really stinks because I know other apps are more picky about how you substitute items and you can't just um, change the total. It has to remain the same or less or else it won't work. And if you don't, you have to call support, get them to understand what's going on and get them to up the amount on the card. And then they have to adjust it on the customer. And even if the customer said, yes, I'll take the value size of whatever, because they didn't have the regular one. <sighs> so you know, for, it's, for these, for people who use Instacart all the time, I would, I mean, I would think that it would be a smart thing to say, you know, there's two like, okay, how there's just the pick it up and drive it, but there's also, then there's the shop and, and deliver. So shouldn't there be another, I think there should be two options in the shop and deliver. I think there should be one that says, this is what I want. Anything missing from it, just move on. And then there should be one for more advanced Instacart users where they're like, you know, like let's say that you want to type a cereal, but where you can say, if they're out of this, I'll take this, where you have it already backed up. So that if you're in there and you say, well, they don't have Cheerios, it says, okay, get me Wheaties. Yeah, you get the store brand or whatever. Um, a lot of people have substitutions already like approved but at the same time where i'm talking it, about where like if you were to be in the app and you're like you know you're hit you hit out of it let's say and it's it just pops it up where you don't even have to contact them they've already put in their backups yeah yeah there is that there's um there's customer substitutions but the problem with that is if someone manually substituted something at one time instacart likes to put that as your permanent customer approved substitution because you said one time, okay, I'll take that instead. Um, and then when people get, you know, they they don't want that all the time. You know, it's their second choice, you know, and they still want the other thing. 
So right, I'm just I'm, I'm more talking about like me right now. Like I I don't ever use that service. I go to the store for myself and my son. But I could make if I got on Instacart, I could make a list of here's what I want, here's the brands that I want, and I could actually take the time before ever making my first order even and saying if they don't have Red Baron frozen pizza, I'll take this. I could do that from the first day. Yeah. And have item uh, association so that you don't have to contact me. If you hit that they don't have it, boom, it just slides right in as the backup. Yeah. Uh, we had my roommate orders. Um, we had a shopper who wouldn't even pay attention to the substitutions he had selected. And she didn't even message about the ones she did select. And just got whatever she pleased. It's like it wasn't even close. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so... There's people out here who don't belong doing this work, but then there's people who are dedicated to it. Um, we got a few minutes left here, so um, I don't know if there's anything else you want to talk about. No, I was gonna. Uh, well, I was gonna give huge thanks to you and make sure that uh, people check out your channel. <laughs> and uh, I and yeah, other than that, I was just gonna say some upcoming co-hosts. Why you got something for to, for a couple minutes here to fill some time? Um. Yeah. I guess um, the one thing I suggest to you that's kind of the theme of my channel is you guys experiment out there and you try different things and take different risks. Like, obviously, if it's Friday and it's payday in your town and you're working dinner, don't stop doing dinner to go try something else. But I mean, on like the slower days, there's a Tuesday or Wednesday when you wouldn't usually make money anyway. And there's that new app that you could work in the next market over, go try it. Go work, go, go experiment in a different area. Go experiment with different apps and figure out how to work them guys. And you can make this work. I believe still I've, I, I've got to really get crunching on that myself, but at the same time, don't overstress yourself. Like if it's just not working in the middle of the week, find something else to do. There's, um, there's temporary job apps and stuff out here. And, um, oh, what's that app you said? But again, that, that's a really good point that you just hit on because, you know, with this job, if you're going, you know what, screw my W-2, I hate my nine to five, I hate my boss, I hate this, I hate that, I'm done, I'm going to try this gig economy thing. I know that it's, I know that it's maybe already hit its all time peak, but I think there's still something in there. And I think that some things will come around. I mean, I, I'm of the opinion things will, but like, you know, get, first of all, get on it because, uh, like apps like Curry, for instance, you know, like apply for that right now, Bud Soda tried and other people I know, and depending on the market you're in, you're still on a waiting list. Grubhub used to have like a year long waiting list until the pandemic. I mean, you couldn't get on, you, Grubhub was the food delivery before, the pandemic when none of the food deliveries were doing good, you know, and that's because they kept it at a respectable number for the, for the area. They actually had a quota. Like we only need this many drivers, you know, which is probably a good thing to not too overboard. I get why they do it as well, but I mean, yeah, I mean, you, you have to, you have to keep in check that one app might not work for you or, you know, which, and, and, just sign up for all of them. You know, our friend, uh, we have a friend, Kim, Kim, who uh, is, does the round table with me on Thursday, Kim's side money plans. 
she she's all about she's all about sign up for everything right now right now right <laughs> sign up for it all and i kind of agree with that i think that that's what you should do because you might play with one for two days that even a friend of yours in your area has told you they love they kill it on it and you might find that eh, i'm doing okay but i hate this like me and instacart yeah. I, I hate it even if it paid a little better decent even i would still hate it i'd go i'd rather do this or this or this app yeah, so it's everyone, lo- like, everyone loves Spark, and I'm I haven't been doing that great on it. It's heavily oversaturated in my market. So see, everybody I mean, ex- exactly, everybody loves Spark right now. Everybody, however, and this is weird. Jason Thierry, who does the Gig Economy podcast in Michigan, lives in Grand Rapids, pretty big city for Michigan, but not a huge city. And uh, he was on Spark about a year ago. And doing really, really well, like everybody's talking about now. It's all the rage right now. But he was on it there then. And it was around like December when he was already saying kind of what Bud Soda's saying. He was like, okay, it's dead here now. You can't make any money on Spark. Right about the time when everybody else is like, all you can you can make all this money on Spark. I was kind of, it was weird to me because I hadn't heard a lot about it except from him. And he was already saying the well is dry. That he was crushing it, but the well's dry. And now everybody else is crushing it. And I'm thinking, okay, well, clearly they've already shown the well will go dry. It's been in my market for about six weeks. And there's already so many people on it. Like, I discovered that it was in my area because I went to, you can you can just hit my zone and you can look it up. And I just typed in the Watertown zip code again. And then all of a sudden, oh, this store is actually on it now. I knew it was coming here sometime. But it's not like they gave me a notification. Hey, uh, there's a new nearby market that you can go to. <laughs> you know, they don't exactly tell you. You have to actually put in the footwork yourself and look for it. But I think everyone anticipated it coming here because um, uh, Point Pickup wouldn't let anybody on. So Spark was coming and everybody knew it because Point Pickup, I'm still on a wait list. They won't onboard anybody because they're losing their Walmart contracts. And um, what everyone did is sign up for Spark as if they're working Syracuse and maybe worked a day or two of it when they first onboarded because the initial onboarding money is stupid. Right. For, um, because East Syracuse always has demand. You wouldn't want to work the area because it's the hood. But you can go to other parts of that market and easily work it. Um, but same time, that market is giant. And this market is like two stores, well, three stores. Right. Um, there's a Sam's Club, but you don't really get orders out of it. And there's two Walmarts. Um, they have Home Depot. I've never seen an order from it. They have Advance. I've never seen an order from it. But yeah. they're there. Yep. Um, but at the same time, when I have Spark on, on like a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, especially when the part-timers are all on, um, if you turn it on, like if, if your dinner is being slow and you turn Spark on, if you do get an order, it'll be on the screen for like a second, like Instacart, and it's gone. It, it's just so oversaturated for me. But, you know, that's why you got to keep looking around and keep searching for these other these other ones that maybe people are not as apt to do. I was hoping Shipped would come here because we do have a Target. Yeah, Target here is on Instacart and DoorDash. Well, I thought um, Shipped would come on board 
and shipped at other stores too, but they still yet to come to this market. Even they though they will, they will though. It'll just it'll just be a minute, but they will. Yeah, if you if you like if you looked online last year, it said they're coming soon, and they're still not here. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well. But all right. Yeah. Um, you have a good one, Steve. Oh, it's been a a pleasure talking to you. Thank you for having me on as a co-host. Um, you guys all be safe out there. I hope you had a great weekend. Uh. Be safe and enjoy. All right. And for those of you, before we get out of here, uh, check out Bud Soda's channel. You can find it in the show notes, wherever you're listening to this. Upcoming uh, podcast co-hosts are uh, Zach Drives Fast. Uh, we got John Dash, Dash Theory TV, John McCallion, Los Angeles writer and gig worker, Dana Scott, Boston gig worker since 2014, Rideshare Lisa, and Jason Pease, Drive to Win 13 coming up. So. That's a wrap, folks. Uh, we'll see you all on Thursday on the roundtable. And uh, even some of you podcast people I've been seeing popping over. I'm loving it. So have a great and safe week. Hope you had a great Memorial Day. Um, you know, I, if if any of your family has ever served, uh, you know, hats off to you and to, to anybody who has. And uh, go spend some good into this crazy world. And we'll see you back here next week on the Rodeo Podcast. <laughs>